I was just trying to be like you. I wanted you to be better. I'm gonna need the suit back. But I'm nothing without this suit. If you're nothing without this suit, then you shouldn't have it. I screwed up. You need to stop carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. I want you to understand. I'll do anything to protect my family. I know you know what I'm talking about. So don't mess with me. Because I will kill you and everybody you love. My friends are up there! That guy is still out there. I just gotta do this on my own. Just don't do anything stupid. I got this. All right? Yeah. Do you, Chris, take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? Do you promise to barrage her with obscure facts concerning comics, movies, TV shows, and toys? I do. And Cindy, do you take this man-child to be your lawfully wedded husband? Do you promise to humor him by engaging him in his obsessive ramblings, for better or worse, in pre-crisis or in post? Sure, why not? Then by the power invested in me by the High Father of the Fourth World, I now pronounce you Supermates. You may podcast with the bride. Hello and welcome to episode 72 of Supermates, a husband and wife geek cast. I'm Chris. I'm Cindy. I'm Andrew. I'm Danny! <laughs> yes, we have the entire Franklin family here today 
to talk about the long-awaited Spider-Man Homecoming film, which we all saw just a few days ago together. Now, Andrew in particular here is, he's here because... I'm infatuated with the movie. He's infatuated with it. Uh, To say he's been looking forward to this would be an understatement, and you even cosplayed at Heroes Con as homemade Spidey from this movie. Yeah. Yeah, so, and you might have heard that on the Heroes Con recap show on the FW Presents feed. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to that show yet, you should go, as well as the other shows on our network. We recommend it. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to steal a bit from Rob's formula for covering new movies at Film and Water, and we're going to discuss our feelings about the movie in general first. Then we'll let you know when we get into spoiler territory. And as Luke Dobb would say, go deep, going deep. Which, speaking of which, and if you haven't listened to the Heroes Con episode, you might be like, what in the crap is he talking about? Listen to the Heroes Con episode. And when we were in the theater... You, me, and Andrew, and Cindy were all looking at each other going, going deep when we saw Aquaman in the (laughs) Justice League League. trailer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the way, I got the okay from the Rob father to cover the movie here as he didn't have any plans over on Film and Water. But now he's got a favor he can call in. So why do I get the feeling I'll be driving down to Florida in a rental car with a lot of concrete and some duct tape? Road trip? Watch out, Shag. That's all I got to say. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, hey, children. This is a family-friendly show. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, just some general information. Spider-Man Homecoming was directed by John Watts. Story was by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. Screenplay was by Goldstein and Daly, John Watts, Christopher Ford, Chris McKenna, and Eric Summers. We'll talk about the cast as we go along. There's a few surprises in the cast, so I don't really want to go over the cast. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. don't do that. Yeah, don't do that, because there's a few things that I didn't even know that was going on in this movie. Okay, so overall feeling about the movie. Andrew, I'll start with you. Best movie ever. Best movie ever? <laughs> well, it, I, you know, I'm just trying to act very overdramatic, but I love the movie. It, it was nuts. It was good, and it... It, I connected with the movie a whole lot more than I have with any movie before. Like, it felt like my life, my awkward life, with Spider-Man. <laughs> well, there you go. So you thought it really captured a true 15-year-old's experience. Yeah, and movies nowadays, like, don't really connect to that. This reminded me of, like, a Monster Squad, Goonies type of movie. Like, it should. It should connect with kids, teenagers, that and adults, too, because they can look back and remember, oh, I remember going through that. Hmm. Well, good point, good point. And, you know, one thing, the director and the writers and everybody involved, you know, they were trying to capture that John Hughes teen movie vibe from the 80s. I mean, there was a lot of 80s. Like Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club and and Pretty in Pink and Ferris Bueller and... and, And yeah, yeah, not well. Yeah, the other uh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, Matt. well, let's not say it's anything right now. Uh, but 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 uh, yeah, and so I, I mean, I agree. I think that's one thing that this movie got better than any of the previous Spider-Man movies. I mean, the first Spider-Man movie, they were out of high school by halfway point in the movie, and I mean, I think that was a mistake. I think, and I think it helped that this cast not only are they young, but they look young. Yeah, because. Yeah. Flash Thompson in the first Tobey Maguire movie looked like he was 40. <laughs> He's not wrong. And I thought that when I was a little kid. Yeah. Well, I'm still a little kid. He had Smallville syndrome. Yeah, yeah. everybody looked like, you know, they're 35 and in high school. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. Okay, well, we'll just general. Dan- Danny, what did you think about it? It was awesome. It was awesome. Anything else to say? No. 
No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about you, Cindy? I, I really liked it. Like Andrew said, I mean, it was, it captured, I mean, he, of course, can speak more to this, to the authenticity of right now, but it captured a true teenage yeah. vibe. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, my, I personally felt that way. I felt that it, you know, even though, and we'll get into that, even though there were some changes made to integrate Spider-Man into the Marvel Universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Especially timeline-wise. Yeah, and, and also because, you know, there were also changes made just so it wouldn't be a rehash of the previous Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. As, I mean, one thing a lot of people had a problem with with the Amazing Spider-Man series was there was enough that was like literally just a reinterpretation of things that happened in the Sam Raimi, Tobey right. Maguire movies. So, um, you know, they they tried, and, and to my mind succeeded, to not, you know, rehash all that again. And one thing I will say up front is that in previous podcasts, I have complained that they showed way too much in the trailers. Mm-hmm. There was I felt like I'd seen the whole movie. Folks, if you didn't go see it for that reason, I was wrong. There was a, completely and utterly wrong. There was. There's a ton of stuff in the movie. There's whole angles and twists in that movie that you never see coming from the trailer. I want to record the sound clip of you saying I was wrong and it be my new ringtone for you. I'm going to say it like Fonzie. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> there were so many twists. You would think this was Mr. Fantastic making a movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh But that would suck because there's never been a good Fantastic Four movie. Oh. <laughs> that has been de- uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. decent Fantastic Four <laughs> movie. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, we did it did it meet did everyone did it meet your expectations? No, it did not. It okay. went over my expectations. Oh, ah, okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Just like Sam. What about you? I, and it really was. I was like, well, okay, we're going to do this. It's Spider-Man. You know, it, it'll be good. And I was like, that was really but, good. But that's not what I was like. I was like, man, this is going to be so awesome. I walked out and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I expected to enjoy it. I liked what I saw of Tom Holland in Civil War. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I saw coming, you know, from the, the trailers and everything, even though I thought they showed too much, I liked what I saw. So I expected to like it, but I liked it even more than I expected. Yeah, when we got out of the movie theater, I ran and jumped up on a light post. Yeah, and you had your Spider-Man hoodie, hoodie on. on. Yeah, yeah the, that one part of your costume, yeah. Uh, okay. So, what did you guys think about the cast, Andrew? It, I love the cast, but bef- there was one problem I had with the cast, and it was the guy playing Flash Thompson. I don't remember names. I'm not good at it, like his real name. Uh, hold on. I'll, I'll find out for you. Tony R- Rivalori? Tony Rivalori. Probably. Tony Rivalori. SpaghettiOs. <laughs> okay. So, but when, going into a movie with Spider-Man, you think Flash Thompson... He's a Caucasian jock with, like, he's, like, just big. He's taller than Spider-Man, and he and previously looks about 40. Right. But, no, you had this kid who was a, from a different ethnicity, and he was even shorter than Peter Parker, and he, he was just a nerd. And the whole part of this movie, he wasn't a bully. He's just more of that annoying kid that tries to be better than you, but always fails, and everyone's like, oh, God. Yeah. So, see, I kind of like that. I yeah, I know. I loved it. Like, going into the movie, I was like, okay. I'm, oh, okay. You said yeah. going in, you didn't know about it. Yeah. Going in, I was like, okay, I'm not going to like this. That I 
I prejudged, and you should not ever do that. I went and I was like, I'm not going to like this guy's Flash Thompson. I come out and I'm like, okay, that he was good. He was, whoa, that was good. I like that. Yeah, I, I was kind of the same. I mean, when when they showed the picture of the cast in the Breakfast Club post, yeah. and I, I thought it was neat that they were doing that. They're like, okay, we're going to emphasize that this is like a high school, there's a lot of high school drama. That's a good chunk of this movie. But, you know, some of them I'm like, okay, who's who? What's going on? You know, which I don't have problem with them changing ethnicity of, of most characters and things. If it doesn't affect the character, I, that's fine. But, I mean, clearly it's like there wasn't anybody you could say, okay, that's Flash Thompson. You know, whether he was black, white, whatever, he wasn't a big, burly guy, you yeah. know. But I think that it was kind of a smart thing to do because, one, they don't really want to, they don't, you know, with all the troubles with bullying they and don't all the promote bullying. bullying like that. Yeah, so having a... A rival. I mean, he was still bullying him in a way, but he was more of a, a rival. Yeah. See, I, I've experienced this in school before, and you're always like, oh my god, I want to kill this kid. But <laughs> that, that's just how you feel. And today's culture, there isn't like a bully that's, you know, chucking a football, throwing it back and forth, and throwing stuff above your head, playing monkey in the middle. That's mm. not a thing now. Right. There's just people that are just jerks, and he was just a jerk. He was like a friend of me, basically. Right. To Peter. That's what it is. In our culture nowadays. Okay. All right. Uh, what did you think of? Uh, what did you guys think of Tom Holland as Spider Man? Oh, you, they have it. Yeah. They got yeah. it. Spider Man ever. <laughs> On a scale from one to ten, I would say one hundred. One hundred. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they really nailed it. See, I mean, they did. To me, Tobey Maguire had the Peter. Right. Okay. And Andrew Garfield had the Spider Man. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I could kind, of, I could kind of, I could kind of see that. Yeah, it, and I, I mean, when they were doing all the casting and stuff like that, Andrew had me bring home the Impossible. Yeah, because I wanted to see. Okay, there's Tom Holland guy. He looks like a younger kid. He looks the part. I mm -hmm. want to see if this kid has the acting to do it. And I mean, after we watched that movie, and if you have not seen that movie yet, it's the Impossible. It's about um, the after effects of a tsunami. You need to watch it. It is really, really good. You you know it's it's, a it's good, crazy good yeah it's crazy good it's a good family film for you know probably if the kids under eight you I wouldn't recommend it but over that I mean it is so good and from that point on you can ask mom dad Danny I was hyped for Tom Holland to be Spider Man mm -hmm. and coming out of this movie he and even Civil War I knew he was going to be the perfect Peter Parker and Spider Man which he was to me at least I mean that's my opinion. I think that he he captured the best so far the best balance between the two of of the of playing the high school kid Peter Parker mm -hmm. and you know and also portraying Spider Man and you know this movie does play a, it's a very green Spider Man and he is green throughout the movie I don't want to mm -hmm. give a lot of spoilers away yet but you know this is Spider Man starting out learning the ropes. You know, he doesn't get up to speed like instantly in this movie because he saw him in Civil War and he, you know, I mean, no, he's still green and he played, he really played that hero in, you know, in, you know, hero in training and, 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 and kid searching for his identity and right. his place in the world, that coming of age mm -hmm. thing, you know, really, really well. Like I said, that's, you know, what I'm going through now. Right. And they, and they got that like right on point. Like that's the whole thing with Spider-Man and why everyone... Love Spider-Man. Everyone yeah. can connect with it. 
Right. I mean, and movies in the past, they've almost got it. Some have, but they haven't until now. This is the first time, as me being a 15-year-old kid, which Spider-Man is, and a sophomore, that's what life's like as a 15-year-old sophomore. Yeah. There you go. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, it goes without saying that Michael Keaton, that was genius casting to get him as the villain. And, you know... Yeah, he was he was fantastic. As Tom Holland said in every interview, he, you could not imagine anyone else playing the Vulture. Yeah, no one else could do it like this. Like he he made me love a character that I thought was just kind of pathetic. Yeah, in my opinion, from all the cartoons and stuff, I thought okay, the Vulture's oh wow, okay, Spider Man can take him out. Two Old seconds. guy with wings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> Michael Keaton brings this whole like different perspective of the Vulture. That you would never have thought before, like how it is for like he's not a villain, and that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, he's well, not really a villain. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean it's yeah we we'll we'll get into that. In he's the a villain with motivation, right? And it's very well developed. And his well, I mean, I I just kept thinking about this, you know, in the Batman vo- movies and the Nolan movies, you know, even because he was the Batman, it just made me think: if you're a hero long enough, you see yourself become the villain of the piece. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, I know this is referring to the actor. You know, when he was younger, he played the hero. Right. But in the roles that Keaton has taken over the years, he is on a more progressive, varied role that has brought him to be the, seen as the villain of, right. of and, the piece. And I mean, you know, there's there's been a couple other things where he played like there was one where he played a killer. I know that uh, I can't think of the name of it, but. Uh, you know, but there's been few movies that have used his intensity in a villainous role. Mm-hmm. But this one, man, I mean, and even though he's and he's not a cookie cutter, you know, snarling, you know, swirling mustache villain. No. Like Andrew oh, said, no. he's got motivation, and you know, and we'll get into that, you know. Uh, but it's yeah, the 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 intensity that Tim Burton saw in Michael Keaton. You know, to cast him as Batman is very apparent in this movie, mm-hmm. and it really, really works. Okay, so what did you guys think about the look of the character, Spider-Man and the Vulture specifically? Okay, so I'm going to talk first because you know I'm okay. but Sp- Spider-Man, I loved the design of it. It had like that, you know, Steve Ditko Spider-Man look, but it had new elements. Like all the uh, a new uh, MCU movies do, they take the comic book. And then they match it with their own. And I, I think we're going to see this suit progress later on, but a little bit slower than all the other movies. Because every movie you see, they change out real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what's going to happen. In this. I think it's just going to develop over time as he gets smarter with his own tech. And I feel like he's going to be adding more stuff on more than Stark will be. Mm. And as for the Vulture... He just looked badass, okay? <laughs> he he looked, like, you just see this dude, this old dude that looks like my grandpa, and a green tight suit with little furry stuff on it. Uh, okay. <laughs> but this, this looked cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did a great job of, of making the vulture work in the movie. I mean, if they'd done the, the comic book look, I don't think that would have worked, especially with the story of the vulture story in the movie. It all makes a whole lot of sense. If you and we'll get into that in the spoiler category. But 
I thought it was a great look. It really worked well. It made it was a very intimidating look. And I really, I think this is the best Spider-Man suit we've got because it looks, I mean, his profile looks like the classic Spider-Man look. And it feels like it. Too. Right. And it, it's basically because from the, especially from like the neck up, he's classic like John Romita Spider-Man. And the thing you know? is, when you see this suit, like actually, not just CGI, like someone actually in this suit, like I, it brings that little kid in you that grew up watching Spider-Man. I'm still a kid, but it just brings that out. And you're like, man, this is, this is Spider-Man. This is him. Mm -hmm. And that's what you feel when you see that. You're just like, dang, that's cool. Yeah. And of course we all, we're all fans of the homemade suit too, obviously. And having, having sourced all the material to make the homemade Spider-Man suit, we're all fans of the homemade Spider-Man suit. Which, you gonna wear it tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm wearing it to the gas station tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Danny, what'd you think? Uh, oh, man. What about spectacular? Oh. Sensational. Oh. Web of. Oh, Marvel team up. No, be quiet. <laughs> and his amazing friend. And his amazing friend. Uh, so how do, you, how do we think it compares to the other Marvel Cinematic Universe films? All the Marvel Cinematic films are... Good, except for Iron Man 3. But, see, I I like this one. I'm going to like this one more than I do most because it's like I'm in my own movie. I'm a 15-year-old I'm a sophomore. I mean, I connected with it like I don't do with other films. Other films, they're just straight-up superhero movies. This was like a teenager that just got thrown into a Marvel comic. Mm. And that's what Spider-Man should be. And it, I love that. That aspect of it is what makes me love it so much. Okay. I mean, there were fantastical elements of it, but there's something about this Spider-Man movie that you could you could see this happening more than the rest of the Marvel Universe actually happened. Mm. I mean, I, I, still, I mean, you know what I mean. Right, right, you right, know? right, right. It, it, it still had a more street-level feeling but within the universe that has sprung up since Iron Man one, right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I, you see what I mean? Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. And it definitely, definitely ties into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh huh. And the thing that just blows my mind is that they are still mining elements from movies, from all their movies. I don't want to get into details, but there's things that come up in this movie mm-hmm. that call back to several years back in Marvel movies, very specifically. And it's, it's you know, that's the way Marvel comics were. So, I, I think it's great. What do you think, Danny? Awesome! <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, she's okay. Ah, uh, okay. All right, okay, so how does it rate against previous Spider-Man films? And what is the difference between Homecoming and those previous Spider-Man movies? I'm not going first this time. Okay. What do you think, Cindy? It's the best of the bunch. Okay. I I think, me personally, I think I think because it does, it has that feel of, the, the it has the, the high school, I don't want to say it was high school angst, because, I mean, he's, that's one thing I liked about him, is that he wasn't, he wasn't like super emo and wallowing in his, Toby Maguire. <laughs> well, Garfield movies are pretty po-faced and emo. You know, I mean, they really are. They're pretty emo. I mean, I liked them, and I liked him. I liked actually liked his 
Peter Parker. I'm, I'm, well, I don't know. I liked. I don't know which one I like better. They're just different. I personally, I like uh, Gar. Not this is not including Tom Holland. I like uh, Garfield's portrayal of uh, Peter Parker better. Yeah, but I, it wasn't as close to the comics. It was more like Ultimate. Yeah, it wasn't as close to the original comics. But I think I this one does a good balance of of integrating the various different Spider Man, and it updates it. You know, it it does feel like very much like this is the Peter. This is what Peter Parker would be like right now. Mm-hmm. You know, even though there's 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 elements that call back to the '80s, you know, movies and things, it does feel like that right now. Whereas to me, it felt like with the Tobey Maguire movies, and I liked I liked those, and I'm not complaining about them. I, I really, I still really love Spider Man too, uh, but I think that it was like older guys like casting older guys in high school, you know, older filmmakers with older actors and this felt like younger or younger thinking filmmakers mm-hmm. casting young people so that aspect worked and i feel like there's not anything in this movie that is pulling me out of the movie you know what i mean there's like in the first spider-man movie it's because the green goblin's costume sucks you know willem defoe's great his costume looks like a power ranger mm-hmm. and in the second movie doc ock was fantastic but Kirsten Dunst was already starting to phone it in, and you were starting to really not like Mary Jane's character. Mm-hmm. And by the third movie, you couldn't stand her. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, yeah, you know. And then the third movie, the whole train wreck with the jazz club scene and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, and way too many villains. Yeah, and so yeah, so I think I think this is this is the best one. Spider-Man Two nipping at its heels, in my opinion. Oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but Sony's always tried to have a movie with a bunch of Spider-Man villains. Yeah. And they've never accomplished it. It's always gone downhill. It's always felt like they're cramming stuff in that doesn't have time, but they still are doing it. Right. And Homecoming, they know how to do it. Right. They do it. Like, you have characters in there that, like, this is, like, how Spider-Man would be. You see him for a few seconds, not for half the movie. They wouldn't keep popping up. This movie had a good balance of that that none of the movies did before that. And I love this movie way better than any of the other ones except for Spider-Man 2 and I did like the Amazing Spider-Man it comes after Spider-Man 2 but Homecoming was the best at all and mm. it will be my favorite until somehow some way they outdo that right yep okay so I think we're this is a repeat viewer we're going to go see this again in the theater right we plan on it about 10 more times right right we yeah. we we will we'll go see it again so uh, so that is our pre-spoiler review of the movie and our discussion of the movie. We will take a quick break and we come back. All bets are off. We're going to talk about spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, stop listening right now. Hit pause. Run out to your theater, see it, and then come back and listen to the rest. Yeah, that sounds about like a good plan. <laughs> I think I'll do that. Ah. Uh. After a long day of criminal activity, there's nothing I like better than to sit down and listen to the old radio. Wait a minute, that's not a radio, it's... Plastic Man! Plastic Man! Plastic Man! That's right, it's the Plastic Cast, a brand new podcast dedicated to Plastic Man. I'm your host, Max Romero. Together, we'll be talking about Plastic Man in the Golden Age, the Silver Age, the Bronze Age, and every other age you can think of, right up to his upcoming reappearance in DC Rebirth. We'll also be talking about any Plastic Man news that might be coming up, 
and his appearances in every media from comics to cartoons. Makes me woozy just to think about it. I hope you'll join me to talk about the longest arm of the law here on the Plasticast, here on the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Plastic Man! Plastic Man! Spoiler time. Yes, it's spoiler time. So, like I said, if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to be spoiled by it, don't listen to this part. Just quit listening. Right up front. I can't believe the vulture is Liz's dad. <laughs> that, that moment, I was like, <laughs> when Michael Keaton came to the door, I was like, wait a minute, did he follow him there? He knows who he is. Wait, 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 what? Oh crap, he really is her dad. Oh, no, <laughs> just like, that, when when this scene happened, you can ask my dad. I literally like collapsed in my seat. Yeah. I fell to the ground. I was like, oh my god. And people were like, what? 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 There were all these. What? What? And we were in a packed theater. We packed. I mean, packed. There people. Were, some people didn't have seats. No, there and there were people. They were splitting up people. And this in. was a yeah. big theater. And it was at nine fifteen at night. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when we got there, we had to wait in, in line, line for yeah. like half an hour, forty five minutes before we were seated. Well, the weekend results have come in, and it was like a hundred. 117 million. So, I mean, that's domestic. That's great. That's fantastic. That was way beyond what Sony projected. It yeah. wasn't fantastic. It, it was, was amazing. Oh. <laughs> See, that's another thing. This this Spider-Man resembles the spectacular Spider-Man from the TV show. Which is your favorite. Yeah, which is my favorite. Yeah, it, it was very good cartoon. And the way they threw you off as far as, you know, the vulture being Liz's dad is yeah. because, you know, she's biracial. Yeah. And, you know, Michael Keaton is the vulture and, you know, you don't automatically click that, and you didn't realize that Liz was biracial. Right. Until that moment. And you're like, right. oh, you know, so that really threw you off. Right. It completely blew my mind. I had the same reaction Peter did. Yeah. I was like, uh. And they, in both him, both Tom Holland and Michael Keaton play that so well, because Tom Holland is just, I mean, he's like, he's like in shock. Yeah. Through the whole thing, but he's having to go through but, all the motions of this homecoming. Is that a corsage? And he like throws it to her. But see, you know, see, like, here's the it. thing: I was like this going to the Blossom Ball, but <laughs> you they, were, but they, but they, and your girlfriend's dad wasn't a super criminal. No, he was a firefighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. He was a hero, but you know, it was still just as scary. With biceps like this, to crush you like a walnut. Yeah, you know? true. Yeah. <laughs> so it was about like just as scary, and I was like, oh, I didn't talk much. I just kind of. Stared blankly at him like, "Don't kill me! Don't kill me!" Which is what happened with Peter. Yeah, and li- but literally, I mean, and then and then the car ride. I was going to get to all this later, but we'll just go ahead and talk about it. the car ride to because the, Michael Keaton is giving them a ride to right homecoming. to the homecoming, and and he's starting to put put it together. And I mean, the way Michael Keaton plays it with in the camera keeps coming back to his face and the look. On his eyes darting back and forth, and and I mean, you can just see him he's like in, one and one he's two. in he's in Batman mode with this no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, look on his face. Was, he was putting it together, but he wouldn't have. But then Liz, Liz said, "Well, you disappeared. Where were you? You know, you know, we weren't and there." Then his his face went from the kind of smile with the crazy eyes to yeah, it yeah. was like it was like serial killer eyes. Yeah, yeah. he was like, "Oh, really?" And, you know, you got that feeling like he's like, "Oh." And he's like, he's going to say, Liz, you go on inside. Me and Peter are going to have the talk. <laughs> yeah, and you're like. like <laughs> and then he pulled out a gun. Yeah, he had a gun. He had a gun, gun in his hand. hand. And just casual life. Yeah, he didn't have it pointed at him. No. He just had it in his hand. He had it in his hand behind the, not behind, in the, front of the front seat. Yeah, the, yeah. the headrest. 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 Yeah. And, and he, while he was talking to Peter, you could tell Peter was like, oh, 
<laughs> and the, and that was where the scene comes from. You know, it's like I will kill you and everyone you love. That's where that comes from in the that was in the trailers. Yes, and it's just nuts. And the thing we were talking about before, the way the vulture was so developed and everything, he's a man with the family trying to provide for his family. Right, mm-hmm. and that's hard to do, especially today's time. Right, and you see his point, but you don't. Right. And that's why it's so beautiful and good because all the dads and stuff are like, okay, I would do this for my family. Well, I mean, you know, I think the motivation, we can get into that now, you know, his crew is cleaning up from the Avengers battle in the first movie, Mm -hmm. the Chitauri invasion, you know. And so he's overextended his company. He's hired all these people. He hired all these people. He bought new equipment and everything. Yeah, because he knew it was a big payday coming. And then. This new arm of the government that's sponsored by Tony Stark, Stark. Mm-hmm. with Tyne Daly as the boss, comes in and shuts him down. And you just knew that Michael Keaton was going to punch well, that guy. Well, I mean, he's like, <laughs> you know, I've got all of these people. I've got all this stuff. And, da, 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 da. and this guy's like, well, you shouldn't have overextended yourself. Yeah. And he turns around and I'm like, oh, crap. He and he's like, I shouldn't have overextended myself. I shouldn't have overextended myself. And then he turns around and, and clocks, clocks that guy. Yeah. And all the... Feds pull their guns, but it's like whoa, 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 whoa. Then, but you know, and they, they, they had, they'd already had some of the equipment on their trucks, and they kept it. And so then the vulture, he's a vulture, guys. He's a scavenger. He's a scavenger. He starts scavenging, you know, alien tech and and stuff from all these Avengers fights. And this also shows, you know, this is before Tony Stark would realize what the impact they were having. Mm-hmm. You know, now if this same thing happened, and I, I'm thinking this because I'm thinking Iron Man has grown as a character, as a businessman, mm-hmm. even if they did decide to do this, to go in and have government contractors versus private contractors, he would say, oh, you signed a contract, and he would have bought the contract out. He's got the money to do it. Right. And, you know, but he was, that was eight years previous. Well, in in. in Michael Keaton was one of the little people that just got lost in the cracks. Yeah. If yeah. Tony Stark had known about it, he probably would have taken care of it. But he didn't know about it. But what and I'm he saying, couldn't ever get to him, you know, to tell him. But here's the thing, though. What I'm saying is this is a story arc that has grown over the years. Tony Stark, that was eight years ago, yeah. wouldn't have bothered to find out about the little people. Right. I seem to think that the Tony Stark of this time period would have. Right. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you know, because of the story arc, especially after the Accords, after all this stuff, you know, hey, we were busy doing this, but this is what happened because of the results of our actions. Well, and if you go by, I know you you never have seen Iron Man 3, right? Because Andrew won't let bring us into the house. Yeah, it's Uh, not allowed to be in the house. Which, that does not have a twist that works, unlike the Vulture. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, (laughs) the Vulture being Liz's dad, twist works. Uh, Killian being the Mandarin doesn't work. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Even though they fixed it where he's not really the Mandarin. But anyway. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he's ro- Andrew's rolling his eyes big time. <laughs> but, you know, Tony was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder because of the Avengers battle. Because he mm-hmm. almost died. Because he went out in outer space. And, right. You know. So, I mean, he wasn't in his head wasn't in the right place after mm-hmm. the battle anyway. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, that, but I think that's that's that ties into... You know the the real world reality of you know the little guy just got screwed over. Yeah, you know, yeah, and exactly, and then all the time. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's the, the little the little the little uh, independent businessman just you know got screwed. But I mean, like Andrew was saying, 
they brilliantly gave him a crew that was full of smaller Spider-Man villains like the Shocker and the mm-hmm. Tinkerer, two Shockers and the Tinkerer, yeah. you know. And and I thought that was fantastic, you know. And going back, speaking of Tony Stank and all, this, <laughs> this seemed like Tony just put on some deodorant and he was good again. Like this made me like I, Civil War. You're like Iron Man. Well, you're a baby, bro. But now you're like, okay, Iron, Iron Man's getting better. It, it, it does feel like because of the way he tried to, that he's trying. He's actually trying to mentor. Peter and he, he's he's really trying to do him a, trying to protect him. He's trying to protect him. He's trying to he want he really does want him to be better because he screwed up a lot. Iron Man has. I mean, you know, he doesn't want him to make the mistakes he, he did. You know, and and I think that I think that's uh, you know, even at the end of Civil War when he's reading the letter Cap sent him, you mm-hmm. know, I think even by that point he realizes that, you know, he's he's made you know, you know, quite a few mistakes and you know, and and you can get into whole. You know, there's some people that think that Iron Man was exact, absolutely right in Civil War, and Cap was wrong, and that Cap was absolutely right. Okay, let's remember this. Remember the shield at the end. <laughs> yeah, just remember that before you make your decision. <laughs> yeah, he was like a like a and little like a kid that's like my dad made that shield. It's not yours. Can't have it. You know, yeah, basically. <laughs> and the thing is that I thought about this, Peter. Tony knows Peter's overambitious, just like he was. And that's the thing. That's why he tells him in the car towards the beginning of the movie when he's telling him he can have the suit. You, what exactly did he say? He said just, like, like be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man or yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. keep it small, you know. And yeah, just like, yeah. Talking, yeah, it's just like he knows that Peter's a lot like him in don't that way. Don't do what I would do. Yeah. yeah. And don't do what I wouldn't do. Yeah, yeah. there's a little gray area right there. Yeah. That's, that's, where, that's, where you you need, that's where you operate. And that yeah. will come up later along in the film. Yeah. And it does. And, you know, one thing, I mean, he calls the FBI and later Iron Man does. Mm-hmm. Rather than come in guns blazing with, well, hell, there's no Avengers left to yeah. come. There's Vision and Crippled War Machine to come in and save the day. Yeah. I mean, that's a... That, that's that's, a hell of a that's right the there. lamest Avengers lineup since Doctor Druid was on the team. You know, I'm just saying. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, we get we get the setup with the Vulture, and then we get the part that, to me, if the rest of the movie could have sucked, but I got to talk about this because I wasn't sure we'd even get the Marvel banner, the Marvel Studios banner, oh. because it was a Sony co-production. Collaboration. Yeah, it was a collaboration. Ooh, but then word. we get the Marvel banner. You know, it's a new one that actually shows the footage from the movies. And playing over top of it was an orchestrated version of the classic 67 Spider-Man. It was a remix thing. of it. Yeah, but it was like a, you know, it was yeah. an orchestral version. And I'll tell you, this man talking right now was hitting me so hard in the arm when it came on. He's like, oh my God, oh my God. It's like a kid finding the best candy in the world. He was like, oh my God. And, and he was just beating the crap out of my arm. And I fist, I, 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 you know, I fist pumped in the air and everything. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I mean, I, not the air in my arm. Well, I did. I mean, I did it in the <laughs> yeah. air too. I mean, I did. I was just like, I mean, that made story. that made my day. I mean, it, it really did. It, it was like him in a comic book shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with free comics. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we just did Saturday Morning Fever on the Spider Man classic Spider Man cartoon. I had no idea they were they've used the thing before in the other movies. Right. Now, this is the only time it appears in the movie, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. It started out with that because Marvel, 
realizes that that is the theme of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like DC should just get over it and realize that the John Williams theme is the theme For of Superman. Man, yeah. Just get over it and, you know, and, and, and just do it. At, at least in some point, you know. But if they were smart when Superman reappears in the Justice League movie, or if he reappears bad and then comes back good, when he, when he gets back on the side of good, they should play that music. Yeah. You know, and then and, and they would. And they should have played the Wonder Woman theme at the end of Wonder Woman when she takes off in mo- in modern times. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, yeah, that's the Wonder Woman theme. Yeah, just just don't deny it. Don't try to fight it. Just go with it. You know. But uh, you know, getting back into the movie, you know, we start first time we see Peter. It's a video diary that everybody's seen online. No, it's a vlog for anyone nowadays. We call it a vlog, and it's like, it's a blog, but it's a video. For you old people. Video diary. Yeah, vlog, but you call it a vlog. I'm not calling anything a vlog. That's what <laughs> I'm just saying. That's what that's what you would call it, and that's what it was. <laughs> it's a vlog. But you know, we get a lot of John Favreau as Happy Hogan, which I always like. John Favreau yeah, I like that Hogan. relationship Peter had with Happy. Yeah, I, I mean, I really did. It was like that older brother telling, like, smacking him on the nose. No, yeah. you can't do that. Oh, okay, you can do that. Yeah, and he's like, he kept calling him, and he, you know, he wouldn't, he didn't want to answer, and yeah. That was, but the thing is, is if he had just paid him a little bit of attention. Yeah. I mean, that would have made all well, the difference. Well, that's what Peter tells Tony later. And Tony when, did pay attention. When, when, but when Tony, you know, yeah, I mean, when, you know, when, you know, he kept trying to tell him, but he was paying attention, but he didn't, he didn't, he didn't trust Peter to tell him what he was doing. That was the problem. But the thing was, he did tell Tony, and Tony did listen, but Tony messed up and didn't tell Peter. Because he should have known any hero that can swing around and is, is stronger, ten times stronger than any normal human is going to go out there and try to stop it right. from happening. But he didn't do it, and he messed up, and it's it's Tony's fault. The guy created Ultron, okay? You oh, know, it's like <laughs> Everyone always forgets that. He created Ultron. And the Scarlet Witch was messing with his brain, I know, but, you know, still. And she's really done a lot of messing up too, hasn't she? That's a whole House of M thing coming up probably eventually. Uh, we already talked about the high school stuff mostly. Uh, I wasn't really sure about Ned being in on the secret from the trailers, but I think that actually really worked within the narrative because it it really helped that he gave Peter somebody to confide in. But I like the fact that Ned really didn't care. He was just too he didn't care about the problem side of it. He was just too taken just overjoyed that his friend was a superhero. I have yeah. a friend that's exactly like this. His name's Benjamin. And he, Benjamin would have the same reaction that he would, oh, this is totally awesome. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, just freaking out about it. I can't keep it a secret. I have to tell someone or we have to get some advantage out of it. What, what, what? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, that. that's that's another thing they got completely right. That's what a kid would do. They wouldn't be like, I'm never going to tell no one. I promise. Yeah. No, that's not that's not how the world is. You're gonna be excited. You're gonna be happy. Your best friend's a freaking superhero who's fought with the Avengers, who is quote unquote Avenger, as Peter tells him. Right. Well, and I mean, you know, he when the girls are talking about the superheroes they like in a scene that's a little racy, honestly, <laughs> if it's a little hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, if, if you weren't if you're paying attention, there's like whoa. Uh, but uh, you know. They Liz mentioned she likes Spider Man, mm-hmm. and they're doing sit ups in gym class. You know, perfectly just you know typical high school scene. And it's like Peter knows Spider Man. <laughs> you know, it's just like 
No, I don't. And Pe- Peter's like, what? Are you an idiot? <laughs> and you can see it in his eyes. He's like, mm, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and then they, you know, they go, they get invited to Liz's party. They go to the house that they find out later. The really swank house that is funded by the Vulture's illegal oh weapons-sailing operation. Because, you know, uh, they don't know that at the time. Yeah. And the whole idea is for Peter to swing in as Spider-Man and, and say, hey, where's my buddy Peter? And, hey, Ned, how's it going? And and then he sees a big blue explosion going off in the... He's, he's got the suit on, and he's about to go in. And he's, like, talking to himself. He's like... Oh hey there, Peter. He's Where's Peter? Time. Where's yeah. Peter? Hey, Ned, fist bump. Yeah, yeah. But and then he sees this giant explosion, and he's like, <laughs> "And what's really great is that he's like, he's running. He's like, he's gonna start swinging, and he's got nothing to swing on. Yeah, he shoots <laughs> his web up in the air. And this kind of called back to earlier when Ned's asking him all these questions. How far does your web shoot? And you <laughs> yeah. see it shooting the air. And not that far. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, and. Yeah, and and you know, so you know, then he he meets. That's where he runs into the the guys he'd already met. He'd already had the scene in the um, the bank with the guys robbing the ATM and the Avengers Halloween mask, which isn't like what's in the trailer. There's no. there's whole parts of it that are different. And in fact, there's several scenes in the trailer, like a lot of new movies, that aren't in the movie at all. They filmed it just for the trailer. The scene with him and Iron Man flying towards the camera yeah. and flying past it, swinging by it. Not in the movie Mm-mm. at all. That was just them flying into our heart. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. But see the scene when you see that explosion go off. The first shock is showing uh, Donald Glover's character, which I forget the name right now. Yeah. He's he's showing him like this weapon and stuff, and he's like, "Man, why you gotta shoot that off right now? I'm gonna draw all this attention to it." And then Peter's just like, you know, climbing around, and then he gets a call from Ned. Yeah, and he starts playing his loud music. Peter's like, crap, 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 crap. <laughs> and then he he just hits the ground because they hear it and he's like, "Sup, guys?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just, I mean, there's, I mean, so many like teenage moments, you know, yep. like that, like yep. you know, as as a father of a teenager, I can tell you their phones go off all the time, and, and they mess up with their phones, and they mess with their phones, and yeah, it's just so, yeah, I mean, you know, accidentally that, send things that shouldn't be sent. <laughs> To the wrong girl. So, yeah. Oops. Sorry, by the way, if you're listening. Oops. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Spider-Man screws up there, and it looks like Iron Man has to save him, but it's just Iron Man's suit, because Tony's somewhere. I don't we need know. to back up a little bit. Okay. So, you skipped this whole part. So, they get away in the van, mm-hmm. and they're driving off, and you know, so you see Spider-Man oh, running yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you you see him, he's running, and then he run, runs past, like, the, this TV's playing uh, Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. And and then it shows Spider-Man running through. He's like, oh, oh. He's running through backyards just like at the end of Ferris Bueller. Yeah, but he's, like, running into stuff and tearing He's bringing, the, bringing down <laughs> tree houses from trees. Yeah, and, and you see him, and he's, he's like, he's tracking it. And he finally, he's about to jump up and web onto it again because he's been riding on it the whole time. And then... Next thing you know, boom, the vulture comes out of nowhere and just grabs it. And I know I would have pooped myself if that happened. <laughs> like, that was the scariest thing. And they're just fighting back and forth. Spider-Man's trying to get away. And then vulture ends up taking him to Lake Ocean. Drops him some, yeah, in a lake or something. Yeah, yeah. drop just drops him in there. And Spider-Man's just like, oh. And vulture. Well, and gets all wop. 
wrapped up in that parachute. Yeah, his suit yeah. fires a parachute because his suit's got all the Stark tech. Yeah, and it, it can tell that he's too high in the air. Yeah. And so it releases the parachute and he just kind of plummets and it wraps around him and he's just like drowning underwater. And next thing you know, you see, boom, it's Iron Man going into the water and pulling him out. And yeah. Now, there you go. Now, we, we don't, and we I don't actually have to... thought for a second that it was going to be the vulture saving him. Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't think I it was going to be the vulture. For a second, I'd be, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought like... he was just going to go back in, grab him, and just start beating the crap out of him again. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he was going to pick him up and take him out and try to figure out who he was and what he was trying to do. Well, there. you know, because at that point, that was before everything happened with the shocker and everything yeah, else. Right. And so I still thought he had some redeeming qualities. At yeah, that point. yeah, more, re- yeah, yeah. I think he still had some redeeming Yeah, quality. but yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. The end, the yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. I know, but I'm just, you know. Which, by the way, we don't have to do every scene in the movie because we don't have time really to oh, okay. talk about every Sorry. scene. No, it's okay. It's hard. I want to. I know, I know. I didn't know, I realize I remembered it that well. No, that's fine. It's fine. I'm just, I'm, you know, but. Iron Man, when Iron Man shows up with Peter, what my dad was saying before, and he's like getting the rundown, okay, this Maybe you shouldn't do this, blah, 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 blah. It's too big of a villain. And he's talking to him and everything. And he, Peter's just talking to him. And then next thing you know, Tony's not really there. All right. It's an empty suit. It's an empty suit. And Peter's like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it. it I, thought, I thought that was kind of neat how they did that. And it kind of shows that, you know, he's not, they're, 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 it, it, it's, you know, pointed to the fact that, you know, He's not getting the mentor, the, the hands-on mentoring that he really needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 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 saying they're mentoring him, but Happy's blowing him off, and Tony's not really there. Mm-hmm. He's mentoring him by phone, you know. And so Peter, you know, because Peter feels like he's got to take care of this, he's got to be responsible. Then, you know, he's so he gets involved. Plus, he picks up a piece of the uh, Chitauri power tech, source, yeah. the tech. And after he gets the crap beat after the, the, the vulture, and the one thing I will say is I thought a couple that fight scene in particular with him and the vulture, I think it, it was supposed to be disorienting, but it was a little too disorienting. I thought I did not think that. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe it's made for young video game eyes and not old fart eyes. But yeah, you're you kind of old. You know, your vision's not as good as it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Bifocal. Yeah, bifocal. Nah, ha, ha, ha. You're blind as a bat without your glasses, so hush. Hey, I ain't bifocals yet, though. That's because you're in denial. I don't even have glasses, so. You've got, got contacts. contacts. Well, you can't tell. Okay, <laughs> All right. But, you know, uh, Spider-Man, you know, Ned, him and Ned try to examine him and, you know, the, the power source. And, of course, all the high school drama is still going on. And they actually disable the, they find out that, that Peter's suit's got... Um, like the training, training wheels, wheels protocol. Training wheels and baby monitor mode. Yeah, baby monitor mode. And so they hack his suit and disable the protocols. And he actually goes, he finds out that that uh, the truck is, because he shoots a spider tracer at it, and he finds out that, uh, you know, the truck's going to Maryland. Well, it just so happens that his high school uh, trip the debate or the what is it the Deca- the academic decathlon. academic decathlon is going to which Midtown High is like a, a science magnet school anyway mm-hmm. they're going to um, uh, Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and so, Peter happens to be the smartest guy on the team right and you know we haven't talked about uh, there's you know we talked about Flash we talked about Liz we haven't talked about Zendaya's character Michelle who is uh, she's a girl that's she's a very strange you know she's not she seems kind of unkept and mm-hmm. and the, she's like the the cool nerd that's too cool for 
you know the you know the rest of the group and but it's she, funny she when was, everybody anybody asks about Peter about where he is or whatever she's like well he dropped this and he dropped that and he's in what you, you know this period of school right now this is what he's got I, I'm like, not I'm not stalking him I'm just very observant Right. Yeah. yeah. So she clearly got the hots for Peter, and but she just won't. You know, she don't let him know that. I've got the hots for her. And 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 you had the hots for Liz. And the hots for every girl. <laughs> You've had the hots for Zendaya since you were like eight, when she was on Step It Up or Shake It Up. Shake It Up. Shake yeah, it Shake up. It Up. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, so you know, she the whole team, including Flash, who Flash was an alternate for Peter, mm-hmm. and then Peter decided he wasn't going to go because he was too busy with his Stark Stark internship. Yeah. You know, quote unquote, unquote. and uh, which we saw in Civil War. And uh, but they go to Washington and that's where you, you know, you get the well, he disables the because he disables the protocols. That's when you meet the lady in the The AI, the suit lady, lady, the AI who is called he names Karen. Mm -hmm. And I did not know who this was until afterwards, but it's Jennifer Conley. But did the voice, and she is the wife yeah. of the guy Paul Bettany, who was Jarvis and is the Vision. Uh-huh. Guess what? You guys didn't know I knew, knew that though, did you? No, I didn't know you knew that. I didn't know you knew that. Yeah, I didn't know until I looked on IM, IMDb. Smart. Yeah, and the whole thing with Karen, I love that. I didn't think I would. In Spider Man with an AI, it, it they had a good like play off of each other relationship type. Well, and it made, you know, he, he screwed up even more because he overstepped his bounds. He had no idea how to use the suit now. No, it was no. shooting out the wrong kind of webs and, you know. And he, he went into killer mode. Yeah, and it went into killer mode and all this stuff. Like, it's like, what? You know, why, they, why would he even give him that? But anyway, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, you know, it, it it's just, it, there was a lot of fun there. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people had issues going in that okay i don't want to teched up spider-man i don't i want him to be his own person and that all that and i can kind of see that but we've done all that other stuff before yeah you know this gives it a, a different feeling and spider-man does have tech in the comics yeah he has a spider tracer and stuff not as this advanced but he does and in nowadays comics he really does well and it would make sense it makes more sense for him to to get the tech from some, I mean, I like when he creates his own, but he did create his own web fluid. And he created his own web shooters to begin with, so it's not like he's. It hasn't displayed that Peter Parker's a genius, right? But it's also making it more and tied it, into the MCU because it's coming from Stark, and it makes more sense it would come from somebody like that. And how smart do you have to be to create goggles that can help you with your spider spider sense? Right, like to con- maintain it, like control it from going out of whack. Now that's one thing that. He didn't seem to have the traditional spider sense in this, like Mm-mm. the warning, the early warning. Thing. But in Civil War, he did. Yeah. No, because when that thing was flying at him, he's his back's turned, and he goes, oh, crap, and he dodges it. Mm. When, oh, Winter true. Soldier that's Falcon, true. I can't remember who throws it at him. Yeah, maybe maybe they, they're going to develop that over time, because mm-hmm. he didn't really, you know, he didn't have, like, my spider yeah, sense. the vulture, when he attacked him in that one yeah. scene, he should have known. He should have known he was coming up on him, and then he attacks him again when he's, you know, because when he's getting in that truck, and then he gets left in the truck, mm-hmm. and then the truck goes into the the department of whatever it was that, what is was it called? The Archives. No, but it was, the, it was the department of... Damage control or something yeah, like but the that. Yeah, and it, they, they, you know that's but but the vulture was robbing it, and when he's stuck in there for a while, and he finally gets out, and he's trying to get to the decathlon, which he misses. But then his group is in the Washington Monument, 
when the the power source that's in Ned's backpack, it goes through where it goes through, I don't know. He the, finds out it's a bomb. He finds out it's a bomb and it goes off. Yeah. Yeah. And, see, Peter had found that out before because they had part of that equipment earlier and it like was about to go off and they find out it's a bomb because Karen tells it in it. Right. And it is and he's like, oh crap, Ned. Yeah. And that's why he's trying to hurry to get out when he's in this warehouse. Right. And he figures out he has to stay in there all night and he's, you know, flipping out. I mean, his friend could die. Right. And when they're going up, you see it get brighter and brighter, the bomb in his backpack. And you see it like this light, and then it just shoots up and hits the wires that are holding the elevator. Right. That whole scene was really well done. I mean, we saw parts of that with the trailer. But, I mean, he's he's messing up as much as he's succeeding. But that that's what was really neat about it, is that you really were in it with him. because he. Yeah, and I mean, well, and to speak to that as far as him finally, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, the whole thing, is you have him, they're all sneaking out to go swimming. Right. And she's like, oh, come with us. This is what we're supposed to do. And he's looking through the skylight, and he can see him, and they're having a good time. And he's like, and you think for a second that he's going to say, okay, I'm going to join him. This is too dangerous for me to do. But he's like, nope, I'm going to do my job. Right. You know? And they never, and one thing they they didn't, you never see Uncle Ben. You never, they never mention his name. But you see, they say, well, what happened with Aunt May? Which we haven't mentioned Aunt May yet. Well, we'll get to her in a little bit. But Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. And they, uh, you know, but yet the responsibility that he feels as Spider-Man is very apparent throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's several times in this movie that he could have just, like that, he could have said, you know what, I'll track those guys down later. I want to go hang out with the, my fellow kids at the pool with the hot girl that I like. She's in her bathing suit, you know. I, I would have, this is bad of me, but I would like burn the suit to go hang out with a hot chick in a bikini, <laughs> like at the pool. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. And, and little sister dad. <laughs> but, but, uh. Yeah, and I mean, then there's a scene, you know, later, I mean, we're jumping ahead, but when he goes, when the vulture, you know, Michael Keaton, Adrian Toomes tells him, you know, you know, you go inside, we can forget this whole thing. You know, if you go inside, go through those doors and, you know, show my daughter a good time, not too good, he says, which I thought was kind Wait of funny. But what? How is his name Adrian Toomes and hers Liz Allen? I don't. Well, ow. Maybe I don't know. I they never gave her I the name of Alan. No, specifically. they just said Liz. They said Liz. Yeah. They Come never on. provided yeah. her last name. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, maybe, maybe he wasn't her dad. Dad. Maybe he was her stepdad. No, I, no. I, that was her. Yeah. I, I think it was too, but I mean, I don't know. But anyway, but he walks through the doors. He sees her. She looks, you know, of course, she looks beautiful for homecoming and everything, and. You know, he could have just let it all go, yeah. you know, and just turned his turned away because nobody, you know, he wasn't, he was already, this was after, you know, we've already skipped over the, we skipped over the ferry part, yeah. which we'll get back to. But, you know, at that point he, uh, you know, Iron Man had taken him, had fired him, you yeah. know, basically he's like, you know, you're cut off. And when he is fired, you just see how heartbroken he is because this is what he wanted. He wanted to be an Avenger. And this is the moment he's like, it's never going to happen. Right. And he's heartbroken. He comes home to Aunt May. And that's where you get the scene where you get a hint that what happened to Uncle Ben. Right. And all that. Because she's like, I was calling everybody. You had me so worried. And she's like, I know. And blah, 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 blah. And he, later on, he's talking to Ned about how, you know, how much she was worried. And 
he deserved to be that way from what happened. Right. And yeah. that's where you get that sense, oh, Uncle Ben. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously this, you know, she she acts like somebody that's trying to keep what's left of her family together, mm-hmm. Marissa Tomei's Aunt May. And, you know, she's struggling, you know, she she's trying to be understanding because she feels like probably Peter is, you know, going, he's going through what a normal teenager would go through if their uncle was killed in a robbery or whatever, yeah. let alone she doesn't know about the Spider-Man part, yeah. you know. Uh, so, you know, but I mean, the thing, the thing was the whole bit with the fairy, and I know you even said this, Cindy, that it felt in the trailer, you thought it felt too much like Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. like the, the elevated train scene. Yeah. But I mean, it's a totally different feeling because Spider-Man causes it. Yeah. Because he, like an Which idiot. you don't know. Yeah, like an idiot decides to, on a populated, on a ferry populated with innocent people, decides to try to bust the vulture and his guys who are doing a a, a, a gun a, a weapons trade. Yeah. And the where it all goes wrong, Tony had called the CIA. FBI, yeah. FBI, okay. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're like all fighting and stuff and then there's a moment where the vulture drops his gun. Yeah. Because Spider Man's fighting with him. Yeah, and then Spider Man it starts shooting off by itself and Spider Man webs it up and where it's all like in there, it just like combusts yeah. and explodes and splits the ferry in half. Yeah, and then he goes around and tries to web it together. Mm. And it's funny because this one guy's like, "Yeah, Spider Man," and and it the Karen says it's ninety eight percent successful, and he's like, he "Missed hitting one pillar no, that he needed yeah. to land." No, because then when the dude starts clapping and screaming, it breaks. Yeah, it. And- and it, any subtle movement would have broke it. And it, and then of course Iron Man shows up, and they put he pushes it back together, and he, you know, P- Spider Man helps him web things back together, and then he seals it up with his laser. You well, know, no, Spider Man doesn't help him because he's asking, he's, he's asking, follow, asking, asking, asking him, what he could do. Yeah, is there anything I can do? Blah 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 blah. And, and he goes, "You've done enough." Yeah, and he, that's when he fires him. You know, after yeah. that, and and then you know, but then. You know, it, I think it's cool. And Andrew, I know you love the fact that he had. First, we see that he has web fluid hidden underneath the lockers. Yeah. And then we find out when he decides, no, I can't let the vulture go at homecoming. He's he's gonna he's trying to figure out you know what he's gonna do, and he lifts the locker up, and there's his homemade yeah, suit. Yeah, but you see it. him running down the hallway, taking off his tie mm-hmm. and everything, at, and he's just running. You know, and I got this like, okay, this this is like Christopher Reeve. And he's running down there and he lifts up the locker and I have some stories with lockers that are kind of like that. And it's just like, whoa. <laughs> and he puts it on, you, you see him walking up and he's like, oh yeah, man. Yep. One thing we did, we forgot to mention on the boat, the ferry, is Mac Gargan, oh, yeah. a.k.a. the Scorpion. <laughs> and they said his name and I elbowed Andrew and I said, that's the Scorpion. And, and he know. had it. And he's got a scorpion tattoo on his neck. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. But yeah, so you got the scorpion too, uh, which we'll get back to later. Um, so you know, then then we get the end. We get the uh, the vulture. Uh, Spider Man comes out to try to get the vulture, and the shocker's waiting on him. Uh, yeah, and the second shocker. Yeah. And because the we forgot about the that vulture. <laughs> yeah, the vulture. The just... What did you think about that when the vulture, the first shocker's. Getting all, you know, he's, he's, he's telling him, you know, you don't test those things outside. I've told you. Because a vulture trying to stay under the radar. Yeah. Trying to stay off the Avengers radar. He didn't want anybody knowing about it. You know, the guys that screwed up the, the few nights before leveled the deli across the street that we saw Peter go into mm-hmm. earlier. 
and when Spider-Man engaged him in the in the at the bank, and you know it, the shocker's like you know well, I quit you know and no well I, no Vulture tells him he's like fired. totally fires him, and yeah. then he's like That's well right. maybe I should go like That's tell everybody yeah. and then like your wife you know yeah, yeah and then he was and then he was like okay and he he grabs this thing and he goes does it work asking asking a tinker does it work and he, uh, yeah and he just shoots it off and shoots it at him and he goes gravity gun. Yeah, because it disintegrates. It yeah. disintegrates. And he, and he just didn't even care. He was like, oh, he's dead. He Too picked up now. he picked up the shocker gauntlet thing and just blew the, the ashes off of yeah. it. Yeah. And then <laughs> threw it to the other, the, second the second shocker. Yeah. But uh, the shocker, you know, you know, I thought it was cool because the shocker's got Spider-Man down. He knocks him through the buses. And who saves him with the web shooter he dropped? Ned. <laughs> yeah, which I thought that was so cool. And that's like, oh, oh, oh. and later on in the movie, he's just like, oh my God, I, I saved you. And then it was like the coolest thing ever. I was like, bam. And it was like that. And he wrapped it up. And I was like, yeah, man, it was so cool. <laughs> and then Spider-Man steals Flash's, well, he, co- he, he commandeers Flash's car from him. Oh my God. He's just hilarious. Walks up. Which we forgot about the Donald Glover part where he is in intima- he's interrogation mode with his suit. And he's got, he's got the voice right there. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a total rip on the Batman oh, voice. Yeah. yeah, and here's Michael Keaton. Of course, Michael Keaton used his natural voice just in a husky whisper. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's it's totally... He's like, you haven't done this before, have you? Yeah. <laughs> it was great. But I thought, you know, we're jumping around a lot, I know, but, you know, the the ending, I thought the, you know, the, the whole idea is that the Vulture's going to hit they're they're moving they're moving out of the Avengers Tower. They're moving everything to the Avengers compound that we saw in the other movies recently. And so there's a whole cargo plane full of tech, full of Hulk busters and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Caps new shield. prototype shield, shield. which hmm. I, I I really hope they. I was like, man, I hope you they show it. The energy shield. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. Okay, it's the energy shield. But I was also hoping they would show it or yeah. something, but they didn't. Well, but that also tells you that he's still doing stuff for Captain America. Even well, he might have developed it before and it was there, you know. Well, that's so, true. Yeah. Why would he need a new shield, though? Yeah, well, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, right. Tony could just give him his old shield back when he comes back, you know, if he comes back, which we know he's going to come back. But Okay, yeah. so we see Spider-Man finds out that he's on this plane, the Vulture. He's gotten on the plane that's taking all of the... Uh, you know, stuff to the new the Avengers. Stark tech, yeah. All the Stark tech to the new Avengers place. And they, they're in this fight, you know, Vulture's doing good. And he comes out and they end up blowing up one of the turbines. Mm-hmm. And you see it and it's about to crash and Spider-Man has to, you know, make sure it doesn't run into anything. And they crash on this beach that's near a fair. And they, they have this big fight and they're fighting back and forth and it turns and Spider-Man's getting a crap beat out of it. Mm-hmm. Like Spider-Man's on the ground, his mask is off, and he's just like getting the crap beat out of him over and over again, like every Sony movie does. Mask off, getting the crap beat out of him, <laughs> getting slammed on the ground. That's what happens. And you see him like getting the crap beat out of him, and you see him almost giving up. And the Vulture sees what he wants, like the main thing. The he crate, wants. yeah. Yeah, and he he grabs on and starts to go away, and you see Peter go, "It's gonna blow up," and he gets up, and as the Vulture's trying to get away, Peter's like. You just need to stop, and he starts shooting web at him. He keeps on trying to pull him back, and he just doesn't listen, and he cuts the webbing. Yeah. And then he starts to fly off, and it blows up. Right. And Spider-Man's like, no, no, and he uses his last bit of strength to get up because he's, he's got cracked ribs, broken ribs. 
and he gets up and runs over to the vulture and he saves him. Right. Which well, you would never see in a Sony movie. All their villains die. Right. I mean, they saved the villain. They saved a really good villain. Thank you. Thank you, Sony and Marvel Cinematic Universe people for saving a really good villain. Yes. Because <laughs> we want to see him again. I love the Vulture now. Like, he's so good. Yeah. And we forgot one of the most important things for comic book geeks is when Spidey oh, confronts yeah. the Vulture, for the, you know, with the last time when he, when he comes up on him after the homecoming. In his homemade suit. In his homemade suit. And the Vulture sends his new prototype wings that the Tinkerer was trying to get him to do all all movie they're gigantic huge and they're they called them what something the seal something the seal some kind of seal thing it was because they sealed up against the plane that was the deal and they make like a hermetic seal so he could like get onto a plane and use the they used like a uh uh like a like they could phase through the Mm -hmm. material that but um, like a black hole yeah but he uses that to collapse the room on spider-man so you get you, one, you get a very teenage reaction from Tom yeah, Holland, this is who's actually crying when he's crushed under the... No, and yeah. the reaction you always get, they're like, oh my god. And that's what happens in all the Sony movies. But no, he's freaking out, calling for help, even though you know it's not going to come. That's what a teenager would do. That's what anybody would probably do. And he do. takes <laughs> off his mask, and it lands in the water. Yeah. And it's covering up one side, and he looks in this puddle, and you see... His half of his face and the Spider-Man So it's half. like the classic yeah. Spider-Man Peter Parker. And this Parker. is the moment I started punching Dad in the arm. Yeah. And he's yeah. sitting there and he's like... A lot of punching going on. Yeah. He was sitting there going, come on, come on. Trying come on, to Spider-Man. He was trying to lift all this stuff up. And then you just see there he's thinking about everything Tony said to him. If you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve it and everything. He's like, right. Come on, Peter. Come on, Spider-Man. Come on. And you just see him. He's like grinding his teeth, but he lifts it up. And it's very much the, the, the scene from Amazing Spider-Man, this, the famous Steve Ditko scene with all the rubble on top of him. And, yeah, it's it's fantastic. And, it, you know, they've kind of touched on that in all the movies, but this one they actually just went for it and pretty much did it verbatim, and I thought it was great. So, yeah, the vulture, he saves the vulture, uh, you know, and then, you know, Happy shows up, and you know, and then later he's with Stark, and they go to the Avengers compound. Oh yeah! And he, you know, basically welcomes him back into the fold, and he tells him that you know, there's a, there's a, he, he shows him his new, teched out Iron Spider ish suit, which thank God isn't red and gold because that looks horrible. Uh, it looks like a you know metallic version. Of his of his regular suit. Yeah, and he, he tells him there's a uh, news press conference press conference right behind those doors. Mm-hmm. We're and and Spider Man Spider Man's like smiling and everything, and then he thinks about it for a minute. He's like, I want to stay street level, like you said. Right. I want to I want to do this and work up to it. I'm not ready. And, and he's like, This is the test. Yeah, this yeah, was a test, wasn't it? There's yeah. really not anybody back there. He he's like, This is a test, right? <laughs> and they they go, Yeah, it's a test, and then. It, this was kind of nuts. Pepper Potts comes through the door and he goes, I, "Is he coming?" And they go, "Well, we just sent him out to the car. <laughs> sent him out to the car. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? What and, am I supposed to tell all these people?" And yeah. then they pull out a ring. Yeah, and that Happy's had since two thousand eight. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Happy gives it to Tony, and then they were about to walk in the press conference, and Happy just throws it at Tony. Tony's like, 
Yeah. And they walk in there, so, so that's kind of like, hey. So they're going to be engaged in the next movie, or, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, it was. I had no idea Gwyneth Paltrow was in it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Pepper Potts and him had split up in Civil War, yeah. which is one reason why Tony's head was in a bad spot in that movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So then you come home to Peter, you know, living kind of a normal life after the whole Spider-Man thing. And he comes home, and on his bed is this, like, little lunch bag. Yeah. Just a brown paper, brown paper sack. And he looks in it, and it's a Spider-Man suit. And you see him, and you see it, and the camera goes from his feet up. And it's showing him in the Spider-Man suit. And you can tell he's like, oh, man. Like any kid would do, getting, you know, his favorite toy back. Yeah. And then he takes off the mask, and he's just looking off in the distance. And Aunt May walks by and goes, what the fuck? And then it just <laughs> yeah, <goes>. yeah. <laughs> And I'm glad they did that because because they made May younger and they made her hipper, they can't have her be so damn stupid that she uh-huh. doesn't know her nephew's Spider-Man, you know? And they need to they don't need to have it where she's a little doddering old lady who might kind of know he's Spider-Man but doesn't say anything. No. She's gonna be an inter- she's an interactive parent, you know, she's parent yeah. she's a parent. She's the parent in the situation. So this is gonna be fun to do, to play with too for right. the directors. Okay, we've got a parent, you know, telling him every night, you can't go out and do this every night and stuff. Or she could do all the opposite and just like help him. Right. And I mean, what's she gonna think about Tony Stark who lied to her? Oh yeah. And if him and you know She knew he was Iron Man. And if Man, him right? and, and if oh, obviously she knows he's Iron Man. That's but, a world But scene, but but, world, but yeah, there's a there's man. a difference between that's not Tony Stark, the the billionaire inventor, didn't come recruit Peter Parker. Iron Man come and rep- recruited Peter Parker. And put mm-hmm. his her basically nephew son in mortal danger fighting the first avenger yeah, yeah. and a Who, giant who's guy. identified as a war criminal by the gym teacher who, who we know punched him in the face because who beat you up this big guy his name was steve yeah from, he's from brooklyn, he's from brooklyn. <laughs> yeah i mean that was you know that was great and then of course we get it's a marvel movie we get cut scenes the first one shows the vulture beaten up with the scorpion in prison. And yes. he's like, I heard, you know who Spider-Man is. And he'd say, do you think if I knew who he was, you think he'd still be breathing or something like that? You know? So he's protecting his secret. Why do we think he's protecting his secret? Cause Liz. Yeah. Because he, somebody could get to Liz. To and, him now. and he remember, he said he respected it. What you said that night. I don't know if you remember this. You were like, well, he said, you know, he saved his daughter's life. Right. He doesn't want to endanger another kid's life. Right. Not really. Yes, he would do it for his own family, but what's this benefit at all? Right. Nothing. So, well, and he also whole, saved him. He saved him by pulling him yeah, out of fire, too. And you that that gives you a code of honor. Right. Because, see, he didn't shoot Peter in that car because he said, you saved my daughter's life. Right, yeah. So that makes sense. You saved my life, I'll save your secret. Right, yeah. I like that. I, and plus, it might also be that that's power. If people yeah. think he knows Spider-Man's secret, but he, you know, he won't. If he blabs it to everybody, then he doesn't have that power. Yeah. So yeah. that could be part of it too. And then the final, the final, final scene. Oh yeah. Because throughout this movie, we've seen a couple of videos that Captain America made after the Avengers movie when he had the the suit nobody really likes from the first Avengers movie. Uh, and you know, he's you know talking about your your body and your changes in your body and yeah, and about physical being fitness yeah, and being in detention and all this and. And so at the end, he's talking about patience. And, you know, he's like, sometimes it's not worth it. And you have to, you know, question whether he, at the very end of the movie. I thought that was the most hilarious and, thing. And then he goes, 
how many more of these do we have? Yeah. <laughs> and Dad just starts cracking up laughing. I've never seen this man laugh so much before. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That was that was great. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, that was just a very. I mean, it was a fun movie. It was a very cohesive. There wasn't one part of it, and I hate to say this. I loved Wonder Woman, but I feel like Homecoming was a more cohesive you know, superhero movie. It felt the same throughout. Well, duh, it was way better than that. Yeah, but... <laughs> oh, oh, oh! You gotta mention about um, the principal, who the principal yeah, is. Yeah, the principal... The principal was Principal Morita, played by Kenneth Choi, who played Sam Morita in Captain America the First Avenger, one of the Howling Commandos. Mm -hmm. So, in his picture... Is up on the his, Howling Commando. The Howling Commando picture in his like uniform. dress uniform mm -hmm. is up in his office. Yep. So he's his grandson, great grandson. Yep. And I mean that's really cool. Yes. You know, and somebody there's another character, one of the teachers. I didn't look this up. But one of the teachers was also in the actor was also in the Incredible Hulk as the guy that Banner bribes to get into the lab with the pizza, mm. and. So that could technically that could be the same character. They you know they graduated and got a job, gotcha. teaching. But uh, I mean, there's several things that you know. You got Betty Brant. She's she's one of the people that's on the um, uh, morning the show. morning show, yeah. which we have at our school. at the school. Yeah, well, we had it when we were kids too. So yeah, I was on it. Yeah, yeah, your mom was on it. So yeah, I mean, there's so many different little you know little. Uh, uh, Aaron Davis was Donald Glover's name, but and who's Aaron Davis in the comics? He is Miles Morales' uncle. Yes, and he mentions, I don't want that stuff in my neighborhood. My nephew lives here. Exactly. Yeah. And and that cues up. But see, where Spider-Man's only 15 here, Miles Morales is really young. Right. So it's going to be a like, long, long time down the line. But they did mention in an interview that after you know Tom Holland's done and everything, that they want to do Miles Morales. And yeah. I'm okay with that. That's where they got the whole Ned Leeds being... It wasn't Ned Lee's, but that's where they got that best friend thing, knowing your secret from. Yeah, his name was like Lee. It was Lee instead of Leeds, right? But they just kind of used Ned Lee's name to yeah. gave it to that character, yeah, because it was they were similar, yeah. So yeah, I mean it. Like I said, I think this movie was. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. It had a very consistent feel and narrative. It didn't. It the ending of it didn't suffer from phoned in video game ending. Uh, I think it had enough. I mean, yeah, there was a big boss battle at the end. There was on the plane, but it was different. It was something different we hadn't seen before. And because the fact that Spider-Man ran in and actually saved him, mm -hmm. which is what we wanted him to do in Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock and all that stuff. You know, he never, they let Doc Ock die, which was sucked. You know, I mean, it, it, they didn't let the lizard die in Amazing Spider-Man, but, you know, but still, it, it, you know, it was nice to see that you know the movie did it had twists and turns in it that you didn't expect mm -hmm. but it also did the things you wanted it to do not what you expected it to do mm -hmm. you know so i we all really obviously really enjoyed it hence our rambling on about it for the last hour or so so yeah so danny what's that word you keep on saying about the movie <laughs> you're supposed to say awesome you're supposed to say awesome again so we're going to cut this out and i'm going to say it again and you're just going to yell awesome again Danny, what's that word you've been saying about the movie? Awesome! Yeah, that's how we feel. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good way to end it. So well, that's a wrap, folks. Go see Spider-Man <laughs> Homecoming. We'll go see it again. And yep. uh, we'll see you next time on Supermates. Thanks, well, that's everybody. That's folks.
Bye. 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 Supermates is a Franklin and Franklin production in association with Bugaloo Enterprises Worldwide. He is a proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. The characters and properties mentioned in this show are copyright their respective holders. Likewise, all audio clips are copyright their holders and no infringement is implied. So please don't sue my mommy and daddy. <laughs> Emails can be sent to supermatespodcast at gmail.com. Comments can be left at fireandwaterpodcast.com. Find us on Facebook by searching for Supermates and FW Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter by using the hashtag FWPodcast. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Supermates, the husband and wife geek cast.